0: The other, the other misconception is that a lot of foreigners think that there are animals living in our backyards in terms of wild animals, but there are literally no wild animals in our backyards. We also have suburbia, so you won't find any lions walking down the streets or anything like that.
1: Or else there wouldn't be a lot of people walking down the street, right?
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> They'd all be lunch.
2: Welcome to You Are The Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here's your program host, Bill Grady.
1: Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, and welcome to show number 38 of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you and me about their lives and about the issues of the day. Our guest today is from Johannesburg, South Africa. Derek, welcome to You Are the
0: Guest. Bill, it's fantastic to be with you, and thank you for having me on your podcast.
1: No, well, you're very welcome. Tell me how you found out about You Are the Guest.
0: Um, I've been searching the Internet since I started my podcast in January this year to find as many podcasts as I possibly could and basically just educate myself and you know find out what is out there in the in the potosphere. And lo and behold, I found yours by a simple Google search.
1: <laughs> by Google search? What did you look under, like uh, idiot from Iowa?
0: <laughs> uh, I think it was a experienced DJ, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it.
1: That's the one. Yeah, of course everybody will find me under that one. Derek, can you tell our listeners about yourself?
0: Well, I've uh, been in the radio industry for 17 years. Um I started in uh, commercial radio uh a good couple of years ago and uh basically am still involved in commercial radio, but um Not so inspired by commercial radio anymore, to be honest, and that is why I think podcasting for me allowed me to be more creative and do what I want to be able to do within the medium of broadcast to podcast. How did you get the nickname, The Bandit? Oh, you see, now that goes back a while. When I was growing up, uh, when I was much, much younger, I came from a suburb in Johannesburg which was called Boxburg. And my friends in the school gave me the nickname of the Boxburg Bandits. Mm. So, <laughs> not that I used to rob anyone, I promise.
1: How did you get started?
0: You know, it was from the, the age of 12 that I, I knew I wanted to be involved in, in radio, somewhere in, in radio. I didn't think I'd be on air. I thought maybe I'd be you know, more on the production side of things. And uh, got quite friendly with one of the, the DJs on the national CHR station. And uh, then after I finished my my schooling, I went to the Army as it was compulsory in those days for a full two years. And after that, uh, applied for a position at the uh, South African Broadcasting Corporation as doing a production course for a year. And that's where it all started. What was your first gig like? The first experience on air must have been the most frightening experience of my life. It, you know, when you get those breaks in life, they, they never really come planned in any way. And someone didn't arrive. I was at the time producing the breakfast show. And uh, the guy who was supposed to do the early shift from 5 until 6 never arrived. So I was there early enough, being there, hoppers three in the morning to produce breakfast. And uh, got in touch with the boss and he said, well, you know, hey, you're there. You might as well do it. <laughs> and so you did it. And I did do it. And the reason I used the nickname, uh, the bandit, to start with was because my surname wasn't kind of those, one of those real radio names. You know, it's a, my surname is Richardson, and it has three syllables, which is that, not really punchy in any way. So I figured, well, let me just use the bandits and I can hide behind that mask. And it kind of worked out for me.
1: Can you share a humorous story about something that went on that was unexpected during one of your radio shows? <laughs>
0: Well, the most unexpected thing I think it could happen to any DJ is falling asleep on their head. <laughs> And I did that. I was, uh, it was at the time when I was producing the breakfast show. I was also DJing in clubs, and I was doing the weekend shifts between 2 and 6 a.m. And it was around about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was absolutely shattered. So I set up the computer to go into a triple play and play three songs in a row. And I thought, oh, let me just lie on the couch for two minutes. And those two minutes turned into a telephone ringing in my ear, going, "What's going on? What's going on?"
1: Oh, I did that too. I had a, <laughs> a back when I was in college. I would sign on the public radio station on Sunday mornings, and uh, one night we all decided on Saturday night to go out drinking. And of course, when you're <laughs> 18 and you're out drinking, and the bars close at two o'clock, and you got to go to work at 5:30, the same thing would be to stay up all night and keep drinking. So I did that. And I remember getting into the studio and remember, this is a whole night without sleep and they're playing classical music. (laughs) And so I was like, you know what I've, uh, what I'll do is I've got an alarm on my watch and I'll just set the alarm. And by the time this program is done, you know, I'll be ready to do the announcement for the next track. And, uh, Fell asleep right there on the floor, and the tape broke. (laughs) And uh, lo and behold, the dean of the college was the only one listening to the radio station at 7 o'clock on Sunday mornings, and I was awakened by his presence outside the studio door (laughs) a few minutes uh, after I discovered that, oh, by the way, the tape had broken, we'd been off the air or had dead air for about 45 minutes.
0: Oh, you yeah, had 45 minutes. I only had about 40 seconds because the main control guys, you know, they, they obviously listen to what's happening on air and everything, and the alarms that go off in the main control. So immediately they phone to find out what's going on. And it's no, everything's fine. Don't worry. Everything's cool. Don't... Yeah, no problems here. That's right.
1: <laughs> Where do you think radio is going? Let, let's share some stories about. Where you think radio is going in uh, South
0: Africa, and maybe where you think it's going around the world? Radio stations in South Africa follow trends from overseas, and the biggest trend at the moment is formatted radio. So you know from my past experience of being able to be able to put my feel of music into uh, a radio show, those those days have literally gone. Now it's all about the bottom line. it's about how big the promotions can be in terms of competition giveaways. You know, can we give away a house that's worth a couple of million rand? And I think it's just become really, really boring in South Africa, to be honest. Um, I, I'm sure you know, around the world, I do listen to a lot of radio now over the Internet, which is fantastic. You get to hear a lot of what's happening. And I think that is the, the major problem with radio, is that the, the music departments are deciding what people are going to listen to. How's the air talent
1: down there? Because one of the things that, as I work with, with broadcasters in trying to help them recruit new people, is that the air talent out there isn't where it was 10, 15 years ago. Do you find that true in South Africa?
0: Well, when if I had to say 10 years ago, um, the majority of the, the top DJs that were on radio all came from overseas. And the majority of them came from the U.K., so they had loads of experience in terms of, of radio. And it's a matter of, it's, it's really tough nowadays to find good, good new talent. It really is. But then again, you know, the, the, the talent that's coming in, all they're really doing is just back announcing the music that's delivered to them on a computer. There's, you know, how many, how many celebrity gossip stories can you, you tell on one show?
1: Is there a lot of satellite radio and a lot of automation for radio stations in South Africa?
0: There's, there's limited radio stations. We have, uh, we have the, the South African Broadcasting Corporation, which is the public broadcaster, which holds um, uh, th- uh, three commercial radio stations as well in their portfolio. Uh, then you have uh, the independence where there's probably about 10 to 15 stations. So it's very, very small. Where do
1: you think international radio is going?
0: Well, the trend that's happening overseas from what I can pick up is that stations are trying to highlight personalities more and more and more, as opposed to just having formatted music and that. I think they're really trying to find the better talent out there to make it more exciting. And I think that radio needs to do that because with the whole podcasting revolution that is taking place, I think radio is going to be in deep, deep trouble. And I think possibly TV could be in deep, deep trouble with uh, videocasts.
1: Do you feel that the radio broadcasters have a handle yet on what podcasting is?
0: Uh, if I have to look at what's, what's happening in the UK and the States, I think they are definitely catching a wake-up to the whole phenomenon. Uh, but in South Africa, sure. I think it's my mission and my goal to try and educate people about podcasting, not the broadcasters, though, but the public.
1: How is podcasting perceived in South Africa by the average listener? do they Do they like it or are they still discovering the medium?
0: Very, very new still, and uh, they still discovering the medium, and as I said, that's why I've been pushing, I've been trying to get interviews in the media as much as possible to try and explain this 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 wonderful wonderful phenomenon. you know the, the best thing for me is listen to something you like when and where you want. That is the key behind it.
1: How does music from America differ from anywhere else?
0: That's a very good question. I think what's happened in the last couple of years that you've finally seen the hip-hop and R&B invasion take center stage because it's been been waiting in the wings for many, many years. And, you know, the R&B and hip-hop is the pop of the, the moment. That is the sound of, of now. And in terms of, I think you've got so many... Um, I think South Africans as well are, are really into the hip hop thing because it's also very cross cultural as well. You know, being a, a, a young democracy in South Africa, you know, we are, you know, it's a, it's a matter of us blending our cultures together, which is a, a fascinating thing. And I think that music is going to do that for us as well. We've, we have our own uh, style of music in South Africa as well, besides traditional music. Uh, we have a type of a rap which is called Kwaito which is a combination of African-style music with uh, rap and hip-hop and R&B all blended in together.
1: You said something interesting about American hip-hop. How does Mm. the image that American hip-hop is portraying, how does that reflect upon how people view America around the world?
0: Ooh. I don't think that it just kind of segments America in just one genre basically that that's what all Americans are like. I think the whole, there's a whole culture behind hip-hop and R&D in terms of uh, young black Americans who have been struggling and now it's their time to come to the center stage. And, uh, and they are doing it in a big way. They're making lots of money out of it and boy they, they're showing it off with all the bling.
1: How is Americans seen by South Africans?
0: The first word that comes to mind is loud <laughs> kind of like
1: what we heard from australia loud and fat <laughs> we're, we're the loud and fat americans and that's okay i know lots of loud and fat
0: americans but the wonderful thing is about about americans and about the, the new south africa is the amount of, of foreign tourists that are coming to visit our beautiful country, and that, that is incredible. You know, I think we have a lot to offer in terms of having the, the big five of animals in our, in our backyard, literally. The other, the other misconception is that a lot of foreigners think that there are animals living in our backyards in terms of wild animals, but there are literally no wild animals in our backyards. We also have suburbia, so you won't find any lions walking down the streets or anything like that.
1: Or else there wouldn't be a lot of people walking down the street, right?
0: Exactly.
1: They'd all be lunch. (laughs) You've been to America, correct?
0: Yeah, I was there in 95. What was your
1: impression when you were here in America? I mean, from what you had learned about the country beforehand to how you experienced it.
0: The, The only place I went to in the States was L.A., so I, I don't think it's probably a good reflection on what America is like as a whole. Um, in terms of LA, it was, sure, it's a massive city. I couldn't believe uh, and the, the, the traffic. Back in 95, I was shocked about the traffic. I can just, Im- can't imagine what it's like now. But um, yeah, was, I'll tell you an interesting story about my, my journey to LA. Being the first time in America and never being to a Virgin Megastore and being a music nut that I was, As we were driving into L.A., we passed the Virgin Megastore on the way to the hotel. So as soon as I put my bags in the hotel, I called a a cab, and they took me to to Virgin Megastore and spent around about three or four hours there. Afterwards, I thought, "No, no problem. I'll just catch a cab back to the hotel. Boy, was that a mistake. It took me about three and a half hours walking the streets of L.A. to find a cab because you can't just flag a cab down in L.A., because you, have, you normally you call cabs in L.A. And I didn't know this. So I took a, a wonderful walk through the streets of L.A. And I walked past Warner Brothers Studios. I walked. It was incredible. But um, yeah, that was my escapade in L.A. What's
1: your view of the record business?
0: <laughs> the record business is in trouble. Very big trouble. Um, since the dawn of the MP3 and the, and the issue of Napster and that the record companies been on have been on their back foot and you can see that you know they they haven't embraced technology the the record companies are obviously not what they used to be you know in the days of uh, Richard Branson running Virgin Records and that you know nowadays they're run by accountants in suits and, you know pretty much the way radio has gone as well and it's all about the bottom line and that so. The record industry, I think, needs to catch a serious, serious wake-up in terms of technology and uh, not do silly things like Sony did last year by putting a DRM on a CD that contained a root kit that created spyware into your computer. You know, they, I really think that they need to embrace technology and work with technology. You know, there's, look what's happening with uh, Adam Curry's uh, Podsafe Music Network. You know, what, a, what an incredible platform for unsigned artists know to get their music out there and it's just bypassing record companies and in in a few years time we're not going to see any more cds it's going to be totally digital
1: here are the final five questions what's the first cd that you bought
0: the first cd i ever bought was queen and a crazy little thing called love yeah i I am an 80s baby
1: (laughs) so did you buy the whole album the game
0: yeah, it was the game, and I, the crazy little thing called Love was the reason for it. Where was the worst place you ever played? The worst place was probably in Spain, in a place called Vigo, which was it was supposed to be the setup festival that was supposed to attract thousands and thousands of people. And uh, there were about five of us from South Africa that were invited to go along and play at this event. And it was an absolute disaster. But I have to say, Vigo was a beautiful city. It was lovely. The architecture was fantastic, beautiful. What
1: made it an absolute disaster?
0: Uh, No people. (laughs) All the sound and all the lights in the world, but uh, just no people.
1: (laughs) So you're entertaining the insects and the birds and everything else?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Have you met some famous people throughout your travels?
0: Yeah, I've been I've met a lot of famous uh, DJs who are involved in the dance scene and you know, I've been I was lucky enough when I was with the uh, National CHR station 5FM to do my radio show um from the island of Ibiza in Spain which is kind of the dance capital for the European summer and uh, n- numerous DJs big name DJs I've uh, interviewed been lucky enough to play alongside them uh, no movie stars though
1: do You know any languages that are native to Africa?
0: I would know only a, a portion of I wouldn't say a whole language, but I know some of a language which is called Southern uh, Sutu. Any phrases you could teach us today?: Sora which is hello.: Sora <laughs> I love your American accent.
1: <laughs> That's right. wait, wait till I put a real twag behind it, like a southern twang likeSa <laughs> and the final question, what is something you'd like everyone to know about South Africa?
0: Uh, besides the wonderful weather we have, and the the amazing news is that we've finally broken our drought in South Africa. We were having a drought for the last seven years. This year, the drought is gone. Uh, in Johannesburg alone, we've had so much rain, and now we're into autumn, and it's still raining. Normally, we get our rain in summertime only. And they reckon it's going to rain here until the middle of May. There have been some floods, but uh, not, nothing too bad. But uh, the rains are always welcome because, obviously, in South Africa, there are loads and loads of farming communities who provide a lot of maize meal for the, for the country. Uh, also to mention that we produce great wine. Uh, but uh, the other thing, obviously, is our wildlife and the, the type of uh, resorts we have where you can go and see wildlife. You know, if I'm, I'm in Johannesburg, I can drive... A maximum of 40 minutes, and I'm out in the bushveld, which is incredible to get away from the big bad city.
1: Derek, it's time to play Ask Bill 3, and this is where I'm going to turn the microphone over to you, and you get to ask me three questions about anything, so fire away.
0: Bill, why do you have a podcast
1: called You Are the Guest? The reason for the show, or just the reason
0: for the name? No, the reason for the show.
1: My first show was was supposed to be about uh, classic rock. And so when I started that, of course, I put the music together and it's like, no, you can't do that. So just deciding that I wasn't going to be on my own very interesting, I decided, well, let's just get lots of guests and let's have them be the focus of the show instead of myself. So that's how we came up with you or the guest. Kind of an interesting side note was that um, I struggled with the names for the show for a long time because I wanted to bring out a name that was really descriptive of what people could expect by listening to the show and the the first title was at the end of the day that was the the podcast name was at the end of the day and so I thought of there would be a lot of things that you could really tie into it to put it into and it's like now that's really not descriptive so knowing that the word you in the English language is the most powerful word. I decided, well, let's work that in there someplace. So it came out with
0: you are the guest. I think it's a fantastic name because I, I agree with you. I think it, it pulls your audience in and really, and really makes them special because what a, what a wonderful concept. You, whenever I get your podcast, I'm guaranteed I'm going to hear someone's own unique story, which is fascinating. Well, thank you. And you won't hear that on radio. No, you wouldn't. That's the other thing. Is you would <laughs> never
1: hear this on radio. And mm. what's interesting is every once in a while, because I've had a radio background, I'll find some podcasters are kind of anti-radio people. And what they don't understand is that there is absolutely no way that I could do a show like this anywhere on radio. If I, if mm. I brought this idea to a radio station here in the States... What you would hear for miles is the laughter of the program director yep, saying yep. there was no way anyone would ever listen to that on radio. But, you know, on podcasting, it seems to work. So,
0: But that's, that's exactly the same position I am. You know, I was doing what I did in terms of electronic music on the National CHR Station for, for many years. And uh, basically, I was told, you know, at the end of my contract when it came up for renewal, it said, they said to me, um, the, music you do, you, the music you play does not attract a black audience. So it was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> if that's the way it is, it's fine. And I said, thank you, guys. I've had a wonderful, you know, time with you. I wish you well. And now with, with, with podcasting, you don't need to deal with any of that garbage that comes from these people in, in these positions, you know, I'm allowed to do my thing professionally, get out a good quality show and continue to bring electronic music to people. And that's, that's what I want to do. And that's the the neat thing
1: about what I feel about this show as well, is that there's nobody saying you can't do that. And yeah. there, there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I'm paying the bill for it. So mm-hmm. I guess from that point, I get a lot of creative freedom. But also, there are no rules. You know, there are so many rules and restrictions of it has to be this way, has to be this way, has to be this way on radio. And every once in a while, somebody will come on and say, well, back 20 years ago, the DJs got to come in and play whatever they wanted to play. And that is a myth. That never happened. Somebody always had control over a DJ's show, whether it was the general manager that would walk in and say, what are you playing? Or an advertiser that got upset with, you know, we didn't like that song that you played, so uh, if you want our money, you're going to have to take that song off.
0: Yeah, we're definitely in the middle of some form of revolution and evolution in terms of media and the way it's going to be in the future, without a doubt. What's question number two? Number two for you, Bill. I would like to know, what do you do over the weekends to relax?
1: During the summertime, I'm out on my motorcycle or, you know, as boring as this sounds, taking care of the lawn with the – because I've got got, uh, a fairly good patch of of lawn to take care of. So uh, the the trees, the shrubberies, and uh, the grass usually needs my attention sometime during the week. Um, During the wintertime, I'm into – Watching sports on television. Right now, my my winter project is podcasting. So, but that will change once the warmer weather comes up. How about for you? Uh,
0: you know, I've, I've got a, I've got myself a two year old daughter. So that's been a life changing experience, to say the least. Especially with the the hours I work. You know. Um, my weekdays are pretty open in terms of what I can do with my time. You know, weekends, I, I spend a lot of time traveling and in nightclubs around the country. Uh, but spending as much time with uh, my girls, you know, my girls are fantastic. It's a, it's a wonderful experience. It's going to be the, the toughest experience, I have to, te- to tell you. The terrible twos, they are up and running. But it's, uh, I wouldn't change it for, a, for the world. It's fantastic.
1: On the weekends, I'm pretty much a homebody because of the fact that I've traveled so much, and usually during the the seminar seasons, I'm traveling a lot in hotels. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just want to be home. Being home for me is a treat. So so being dull and boring and being on the lawnmower is relaxing for me.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And finally, I just have a question in terms of, Are you going to be attending the podcast expo that is taking place in September?
1: Yes, I will be. Matter of fact, I've already got my hotel rooms booked. I just have to get that flight planned and get the registration for the expo. So I'm looking forward to that. How about yourself?
0: I would love to. I've just got to uh, have a look at the budget and see what uh, the exchange rate is like at the moment. It's currently 6.3, so to one South African Rand.
1: Derek, do you want to tell about your podcast and how people can listen to your show?
0: Yeah, very, very easy. You just log on to www.soundrepublic.co.za, and you can just click on the podcast section there, and it'll take you there and give you all the information that you could possibly uh, need. It's a a wonderful journey, I think, uh, that I take you on through the world of electronic music.
1: I have to say I'm a subscriber to your show, and I really enjoy it. So tell me about the things that kind of go on behind the scenes to make your show what it is.
0: I'm in a very lucky position because I come from this radio production background. So doing the, 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 the production for this podcast is kind of second nature to me, which is a really enjoyable. It's something I've I've really enjoyed you know, all my life is doing the production behind things. So putting the, the show together, um, it's, a, it's quite a big production in terms of getting it all done. So especially trying to achieve and get the music that I want because it's all got to be pod safe. So that takes a lot of administration in terms of getting the clearance from the artists as well as the publishers. So we are 100% pod safe and we do not tr- uh, tread on anybody's toes. But then once I've got all my elements together, then I'll just use a Cast Blaster and I'll do the show live like a full-on radio show and record that then once i've recorded it i'll remaster it again and then upload it onto the net
1: and i love it as i'm working out because it keeps me going
0: (laughs) i like to hear that bill that's very good
1: (laughs) derek thank you so much for being our guest this week on you are the guest
0: bill i can't thank you enough for having me on uh, your show and i wish you all the success in the future with you are the guest take care
1: Thank you. And music by Patty Hurst Shifter, coming up after the break.
2: If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show. Hi, this is John Bishkey from LearnOutloud.com, where people go to enrich their
1: lives and become better at things that are really important to them. One of our titles that I'd like to recommend to you is Bill Grady's audio seminar titled How You Can Create Advertising That Really Works. It's a very common sense approach to answering all the questions that many small business owners have when it comes to doing advertising effectively and efficiently. And the best part about Bill's audio seminar is that it comes with a money-back
0: guarantee. For more information on Bill Grady's How You Can Create Advertising That Really Works, go to learnoutloud.com forward slash Bill Grady. Learnoutloud.com, changing the way the world learns.
1: That concludes this week's edition of You Are the Guest from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. I'm Bill Grady. Thanks for listening.
3: if she's like a song.
1: Music provided from the Podsafe Music Network.
2: Check it out at music.podshow.com.